Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Master the Mouse. Hit it, maestro. Welcome to episode 12 of Master the Mouse. I'm Aaron. With me, as always, is Griffin. Griffin, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Good to be back. Glad to be talking about uh, Disney World, our favorite place. We are back in the saddle again. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in or downloading our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Podcasts or whatever you're listening to us on. Griffin, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug the show on the front end, catching everybody while they're fresh. Yes, please do opposed to waiting until the end. So if you're listening to us, we, we appreciate it so much. But if you have the opportunity and you'd like to, if you would go out to iTunes or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, whatever you're listening to us on, and you'll just rate and review us, that would make our days. It really would. We love, I don't, I, Griffin and I have this unspoken thing going on where we, you know, text each other and we're like, hey, we've got one more review. And hey, did you see we got one more rating? And it's, it's almost like who can see it first. Right, right. <laughs> As you guys are going out and doing that, it really makes our day. So we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We do this every week. Tell me what you got for the question of the episode. All right. So you're going to tell me if this particular Disney World item is overrated, underrated, or properly rated. And now that you have recently gotten back from Disney World and have been to Toy Story Land, tell me about Alien Swirling Saucers, the we'll say the younger brother to slinky dog dash um what'd you think i so i did ride this ride when we were there and i really enjoyed it it was a cool fun little ride i say little i mean i guess it's little it probably takes up a ton of space as far as a footprint is concerned but yeah i did enjoy it of the three rides in toy story land it probably is my least favorite if i were ranking them right actually you know if i'm being honest it Toy Story Midway Mania and, and Slinky Dog Dash are probably 1A and 1B. They're really close for me. I'm super competitive, so the fact that I can compete against people in Midway Mania is rather appealing to me. Right. But I do. Um, I did enjoy Swirling Saucers quite a bit. Now, it's it's more of like a low-key type of ride. Think, you know, you, have you ridden the Scrambler at the fair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's same premise except the cool thing about Slinky, uh, Slinky, uh, Slinky Dog Dash. The cool thing about Alien Swirling Saucer is that it um, it's interchangeable. So you're not just going in one direction. You kind of like switch. This is so hard to explain, but it switches platforms. So when you go later on this year, Griffin, you'll you'll know exactly what I'm saying when you're riding this ride. But right, it like it switches like little circles. So you're constantly moving around the whole ride, and they got this cool kind of spacey music playing and there's little aliens kind of floating everywhere i don't know i enjoyed it so i'm gonna say you know i'm gonna say it's underrated because right now it's always seen as the like the like you even said the little brother of all the attractions yeah but it, it actually was really fun i enjoyed it so i'm gonna say underrated okay wow. if you were rating it i know you haven't ridden it yet what would you uh what would you rate it well you know i've seen videos and you know a lot of people that trust in in the disney world kind of you know blogosphere and universe that don't really have a ton of exciting things to say about it so i it, i guess it's good and a little bit surprising to hear you talk about it as potentially underrated so um i'll report back 
here in a couple of weeks when I get to ride it for the first time. But I'll be honest, the whole time you were talking, all I could think about is the last time I was on the Scrambler. Because <laughs> uh, you and I have this huge county fair, like five minutes from our house here in Tennessee, that uh, I got on that with some of my younger kids. And like you described, a Scrambler goes the same direction basically over and over. It keeps slinging you further and further into your seat. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the guy forgot to turn the button off. And we went and we went for probably 10 minutes and I thought I, it, I thought I was going to die. My four-year-old's face was like, she was too scared to cry. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never ride another scrambler again. So I, I hope alien swirling saucers does not scare me. The premise is same, but I, I do think that you'll have a, a little bit of a different experience. Okay. All right. I'm ready. So for now we'll say underrated and uh, I'll tell you if I disagree in a couple of weeks. All right. That sounds good. Well, we'll dive right into the topic for this episode. And if you'll remember a couple of episodes ago, we talked about kind of park strategies as it related to the Magic Kingdom. And today we're going to stay in, uh, I'm using my air quotes here, in the kingdom. But this time we're going to talk about some strategies and park touring tips for Animal Kingdom. And so Griffin, ranking Animal Kingdom of the four theme parks in Walt Disney World, where does this fall? Where does Animal Kingdom fall in the in the ranking? Man, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Yeah, I caught you off guard. We didn't talk about this. Man, I think it's I think it's pretty awesome. I think it, I would probably, for me personally, I think I would probably have Epcot and Animal Kingdom 1 and 2. Uh, I probably would stick Animal Kingdom 2. Uh, but that's just off the cuff. I think I could think about this question for hours and... But and write up maybe write a paragraph on it for you. Turn it in later. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna write your thesis on yeah park rankings. Yeah, absolutely. Can I get a master's in fast passes? Or Look, something? I'm sure that there some university somewhere offers it. But yeah, you know, if I were ranking it, I think <clears throat> I'm I'm I am old school and nostalgic. So Magic Kingdom for me is is going to be number one. Okay. Epcot, like similar to you. Epcot and Animal Kingdom are going to be right there neck and neck for me. Right. And it would be hard for me to choose between one or the other. I think right now I would choose Epcot over Animal Kingdom and then Animal Kingdom third. And then Hollywood Studios is easily at the bottom for now. I think once everything kind of all the dust settles literally and figuratively with Hollywood Studios, it, it may jump up there. I'm a big Star Wars fan anyway, so that helps. Right. So ask me the question again in 2020, and we'll see right. how I, how I respond. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When the crowds allow us to actually get into Galaxy's Edge, um, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so Animal Kingdom. So we've alluded to it. First thing that we always you know, talk about, and Griffin is trying to get his Masters and Fast Passes, is what what rides before we even step foot in the park and we're doing our pre-planning on the front end what are the rides that we want to make sure that we grab fast passes for to make our time in the park a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more efficient and number one on the list is what i would consider a no-brainer is i'm gonna griffin i'm just gonna let you fill in the blank if you are getting one fast pass for Animal Kingdom, what is the one attraction that you're getting a fast pass for? That's the number one fast pass on the planet. That'd be Flight of Passage, right? Absolutely. That is yep. if, that is your Disney must do 
if you're booking fast passes is that you have to get a fast pass for flight of passage. Yep. First and foremost, that's your number one goal is you're pre-planning that. And and we've talked about before kind of ways to get fast passes ahead of time, especially with like leading things like leading reservations to give yourself a little bit more of a buffer to make sure you get, you know, the time allotment that you want. Because even though we're saying that that's the number one fast pass to get, that's that's everybody's number one fast pass. So when you go to book your fast pass at that 60 day window, you got to be on there first thing in the morning. As soon as the clock strikes seven o'clock, you're booking that fast pass, because if not, the chances are that you may not end up getting that fast pass. And you definitely don't want that to happen. Yep, absolutely. And and we're going to talk about strategies of other ways to get on flight of passage. I think we probably have before. But the, the thing about the fast pass is it protects you, you know, protects you from downtime of the attraction or something going wrong you know with it where it closes you you're protected but decide to wait in line and it breaks down then you're you're going to be in a much tougher position so yeah fat you got to prioritize that fast pass all right so if you've got that one and you've nabbed it what are we there's a plethora of options for fast passes two and three to pre-book what are the ones that you're looking at griff so i think and the reason to, for me, at least at this one is the no brainer number two is because it's going to appeal to all ages. Um, and it does get, you know, significant wait times, but I would put Kilimanjaro safaris as my number two. Again, it's, it's got significant wait times when the park's busy, everybody can ride it. There's no height requirement. And as we're going to talk about, I think there's other things there that just aren't going to need a fast pass as much as that one is going to benefit. So that that's what I would vote for as my second. Perfect. I, that one's that one falls within my top three. I don't know that it's number two, but it's definitely it. If it's not two, it's definitely three. Right. The other one that I'm gonna try to nab is Mount Everest. Agreed. Yeah, that's my three. So I, I think we're agreed then on the on the top three. Now there are some ones to consider potentially for other opportunities. My argument for those three are those are the kind of three premier attractions in Animal Kingdom. And chances mm-hmm. are the other rides that you can get in Animal Kingdom for as far as fast passes are concerned, you are more likely to get those other attractions. And, and the ones I'm talking about here are like uh, Cali River Rapids. There's one for Dinosaur you can get. There's one for, what's the name of uh, the, the other dinosaur roller coaster? Uh, the Primeval World? Yeah, Primeval World. There You can get fast passes for that. So there's, a, there's several other things that you can get fast passes for. And I'll even allude to, you know, some of my experiences on the trip that I just took, you can get fast passes for those pretty much throughout the course of the day. So I'm not, I'm not really going to bother with those for my first three. Yeah. And we, I think we both would say, don't bother with fast passes for shows being um, Nemo and the Lion King. I mean, both good, especially Lion King, but I, I just don't think it's a good use of your fast pass. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, I'm not necessarily getting a, fast pass for any of those shows in fact there's been times that we've walked up to those shows literally right before they've started and actually have sat with the people who have fast passes yeah sometimes getting there right at the end it's actually can work out in your favorite lion king they'll just kind of fill you in on the front rows if they're not taken yet yeah absolutely so with those fast passes in mind let's talk about how to kind of tour that park and some tips that we've utilized in the past and will continue to utilize that help us kind of tour that park a little bit. So Griffin, when we're starting our day in Animal Kingdom, one of the things that a lot of people are going to say is, you know, Animal Kingdom rope drop is pretty much essential to Animal Kingdom. Would you agree with that statement? 
I think so. And I think, you know, the question you're going to have to ask yourself is how many times do you want to ride flight of passage? Assuming you've got a fast pass, because that's going to kind of determine where you go from here. If you're wanting to, you know, if you're wanting to get it at rope drop and use your fast pass, then you're going to have to do a very early rope drop. If you're okay just using your fast pass, then you might have a little more flexibility, but I, I agree with you. I think you still rope drop it. You just may not have to rope drop the rope drop, you know, get there an hour and a half early like you might have to for flight of passage. Can we trademark that? Rope drop the rope drop? Has that ever been said? All right, yeah, know. let's I, do that. I feel like that needs to be on a t-shirt or something. Okay, okay, let's let's try. I'm always up for a new t-shirt. Rope drop the rope drop. No, I like it. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, we're, we're going to get into this, but if you're if, if you're wanting to go ride Everest, you can stroll in. We're assuming a nine o'clock open. You could stroll up at nine o'clock and be just fine. If you're wanting to ride Flight of Passage, I, you know, I think the sweet spot these days is probably going to be a 745 to 8 o'clock arrival time. So that that's why I say that that's your question you have to answer before you determine kind of what time you want to get there. Yeah, I agree. And you've you've used this phrase multiple times on several different episodes is always trying to zig when other people are zagging. And right. I think that holds true, especially for this part in particular. And here's why. Just like you said, almost everyone is going to rope drop this park and they are going to get there. If it's a park opening at 9 a.m., people are going to start lining up as early as 7.30 to get into Animal Kingdom because they don't they don't want to wait in those really long lines for Flight of Passage because, I mean, those lines will those lines will begin at 180 minutes as soon as park opens just because the swarms yeah. of people are going to go there. And so while I'll even think that rope drop is important for Animal Kingdom, my perspective is not just from a Flight of Passage point of view, but from a rest of the attractions point of view because everybody is going to be going to Pandora to get it in their, you know, park strategy and touring first thing in the morning. And so if right. everyone's going that way, you can take the opportunity to be there early, to be there when the crowds are still relatively light in the morning and get a lot of the other park done. Especially if oh yeah. Especially if you have that flight of passage fast pass that you can fall back to later in the day, knowing mm -hmm. that you're gonna ride it. And based on a couple episodes ago, even utilizing that rider swap. If you have the if you have the advantage of being able to use rider swap for this ride, not only can you use your fast pass, but you can double down on it and ride the attraction twice with the rider swap and really get a lot of bang for your buck. So for me personally, when I'm rope dropping Animal Kingdom, I'm not necessarily going to Flight of Passage. I'm rope dropping to do the rest of the park. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think that's pr that's probably the right decision because, you know, if you're going to do the Flight of Passage rope drop, you've, you've got to be pretty close to the front of the line to make it worth your while. The worst thing you could do is roll up at 830 and quote unquote rope drop Flight of Passage and follow that massive humanity back there because then... You're gonna wait an hour line from nine to ten while say that's say I do that while I'm doing that. Aaron and his family have ridden every other ride outside of Pandora, so you really want to take advantage of that time from nine to eleven when lines are low everywhere else. So yeah, I I agree with you. I think if you've got that flight of passage fast pass, which a lot of people don't have, and that's why they're rope dropping it, then you can use that to wipe out most of the park early on. Yeah, I agree. And I know in the past we've talked about kind of also being efficient with your time in the park and not having to walk across the entire theme park back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This is one of those times though that Animal Kingdom is so big 
the park itself is so big, you're going to do a lot of walking. So just be prepared on the front end that, you know, put your good walking shoes on, make sure you got plenty of water because in order to do this park effectively, you're going to have to do some walking and quite a bit of it. So even though I'm not riding Flight of Passage first thing in the morning, I actually may still be going to Pandora first thing in the morning, yeah. but not to ride Flight of Passage, but to ride Navi River Journey. Because the way the fast passes fall out is you have to pick which of those attractions is a tier one that you want to use, either Flight of Passage or Navi River Journey. And we've already mentioned that Flight of Passage is the fast pass that you want to make sure that you have when touring Animal Kingdom, which means you're not going to have one for Navi River Journey. The great thing about that, though, is if, if you rope drop Pandora World, everybody's going to Flight of Passage, and you can literally walk through the queue and onto the ride at Navi River Journey, which is exactly what we did when we went a couple of weeks ago. You know, we, we, we didn't even technically, and I'm using air quotes here, we didn't even technically rope drop. We got there 8.45-ish, 15 minutes before the park opened. And they had already kind of let the line and the queue build up for Flight of Passage. And we walked all the way back to Pandora World, parked our stroller, and walked right onto Navi River Journey. And when we came out of Navi River Journey, there was a 45-minute wait for Navi River Journey. And there was a 210-minute wait for Flight of Passage. And we just mm. we just knocked out half of that, that area of the park in a matter of, I don't know, 15 minutes maybe? Right. So Yeah, that's amazing. So that's what I'm doing first. And so I'm yeah, a, I like that. I'm assuming you're doing the same thing, Griffin. And so if you're doing the same thing, let's say you've knocked out Navi River Journey, you have a, a fast pass for Flight of Passage later. So if you're leaving Pandora World, what direction are you headed in? You are you headed towards you know the up up above you in in Africa, going to the safari ride and and maybe some of the other attractions in Africa? Are you headed kind of maybe over to Dino Land and doing some of that stuff? That's a that's a good question. I think there's there's multiple ways you could go here. I think again you got to ask like Everest is you know a pretty uh, rewritable ride. I mean you like you could if you want to ride it multiple times, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Based off our fast passes, I, I think I'd go to Dino Land and knock out Dinosaur and Primeval World with no weight. I don't feel strongly about that. The other thing that's other that's kind of bothering me is I don't know how true this is all the time or it depends on what time of year you're going but in general they kind of act you know act like the earlier you go on the safari ride you, you may have a better experience than going in the heat of the middle of the day you may not see as many animals so i think we got to keep that in the back of our mind as well the other thing is uh, the shows aren't going to be going yet you know at 9 30 or whenever you're leaving pandora so yeah yeah i'm thinking about rides it's just a matter of, of which one and i i don't know I, i'm on the fence but i think i'd say head over to dinosaur maybe next you probably walk right on it what do you say yeah i i don't think you can go wrong either way here's the one thing that i'll insert is this is where maybe planning your fast passes becomes a little bit more important mm -hmm. so i personally am going to try to get the safari ride fast pass as early as i can for the very reason that you mentioned a lot of times what you'll yeah. hear people talk about is how active the animals are in the morning opposed to the afternoon when the weather gets a little bit right. warmer so because of that after i ride the navi river journey i'm headed up to africa to go ride the kilimanjaro safari okay let's do that i like that idea better you that's your that's fast pass number one of yep, the day that's fast pass number one i've knocked it out and because you know there really isn't 
any other attractions from a ride perspective in Africa, you can definitely, you know, there, there are some other things to do for sure. You can ride the train, at least you could. The train to Rafiki's yeah. Planet Watch is, is currently going under some, uh, some refurbishment and hopefully will open back up soon. But there's some yeah. other things to do in Africa. Um, one of my favorite things to do is at least I stop and watch the Harambe Street performers. Those mm -hmm. guys are awesome. You know, they play the drums, they get interactive with the crowd, you know, they get, you know, grandma to come out and dance with them. It's just, it's super fun. It makes you feel like you're kind of a part of the family. And so that's something that we right. always try to take part of. But then after we do, you know, the Harambe market thing and we've done the animal safari, we're kind of starting to make our way over towards Mount Everest in the Asia region. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're keeping your flight of passage fast pass kind of in your back pocket for later in the day is kind of the way you would probably do it the way this day's shaping up. In, a, in an ideal scenario, that's what I would prefer to do. Right. But as, as we're, we're not saying this, but you just get that flight of passage fast pass for whenever you can. Um, absolutely. You just got to grab it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm going off in an ideal state here, but if that flight, yeah. if that flight of passage fast pass that you get isn't until 6 p.m., grab it. It doesn't matter at this point. You, that's what you want. So I'm right. going to assume that we still have that in our back pocket for later in the afternoon. So after we ride the animal safari, I'm headed over towards Asia. Depending on the weather, whether or not I uh, ride Cali River Rapids right now, right, <laughs> it may not be warm enough for me to go get soaking wet and have to tour the rest of the day with right early on in the wet day shorts and wet shoes. And although I have to be honest, I'm the guy that cheats when we go. I uh, wear a poncho. <laughs> It's lame. It, yeah, heck lame yeah. As that sounds. It's you know, I'd, I'd I'll take the grief on the front end so I can enjoy the park on the back end by not being soaking yeah, wet. Yeah, yeah. I hate having wet socks. That can ruin a day. So, do you poncho when you ride? Yeah, that's what we did. That's what I did last time. We either do that or put, I'll put it as like a fourth fast pass to grab, like on your way out of the park. You know, and if it's a summer day and you're hot anyway. Do your kids? Are your kids wearing ponchos too? Or they're like, no, bring on the water. No, I don't give them ponchos. They don't, they don't care. I mean, they pour water on each other all day and they just, you know, nobody cares. You know, so. it's funny. My, my daughter refuses to ride that ride unless she has a poncho. Oh, <laughs> I can see I'm raising, that. I can I'm see literally that. raising a monster. Yeah. Yeah. And you're giving in. I know how that hey, is. Well, you know, if it, if it keeps her happy and we can ride a few more rides because she's dry, then I'm all for it. Yep. I agree. I understand that. And this, I think we're kind of getting at this, but you know, Animal Kingdom is big and these rides are spread out. So it's tough trying to balance kind of what is the ideal ride to ride at that moment versus not going straight from Africa to Dino land and back, you know, you're just, you just kind of have to count the cost of whatever decision you make. Yeah. And, and at this point it's still kind of mid morning and not all the shows have fired up quite yet. So you have to keep that in mind too. And also, also weighing the fact if you're an animal person or not. So I've done, the the different treks as far as the the tiger trek in asia and the gorilla trek in africa and those are fun things uh -huh. to go on but as we've alluded to in previous episodes we're we're ride guys so we want right. to make sure that we're riding all the attractions and you're not going to have to wait in line to go do the gorilla exploration trail or the the jungle trek in asia you're not gonna have to wait in line for that so I'm right. not necessarily going to be hitting those first thing in the morning. The morning hours in this this theme park are all about trying to get as many attractions in with as little wait time as possible, which is why we kind of talked about the walking at the beginning. We know it's a lot of walking, but 
it's it's kind of the blessing and the curse of being at Walt Disney World is you know it going into it that you're going to you're going to do quite a bit of walking. So depending yeah. on the weather, you know, we, we may be hitting up Cali River Rapids, maybe not. So obviously we're making our way over to Mount Everest and utilizing hopefully the way we've lined it up that second fast pass to ride yeah i like to that. ride mount everest and get that attraction nailed down as well griffin are, are you cool with this plan so far yes i like this i think that makes sense you know by this time you gotta imagine weights are starting to climb obviously if you were to walk up to everest and could ride it and stand by and use your fast pass the great but yeah i think i think you go ahead and use the fast pass and you and i both like to we don't like to save our fast passes for late in the day, you know, get them done. So you can start looking for fourth and fifth fast passes. So yeah, I like this. And we're, I mean, the way you're setting this up is really minimizing walking as much as can be done in animal kingdom. Yeah. Trying to as best we can. You know, the other thing that I'll say about Mount Everest that we talked about before on test track over in Epcot is Mount Everest has a single rider line. Right. And you can, you can right. really maximize some, some ride time on that attraction if you're utilizing and don't mind, utilizing that single rider line yeah yeah absolutely so that's a good option where you're going to have a chance to ride it once but obviously more than that if you'd like to have you ever done the single rider line at mount everest i haven't i haven't i've always got you know somebody with me and uh so i haven't i definitely will in a couple of weeks though yeah it's 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 a definitely a perk and a benefit to utilize if you have the ability to we, we did it a couple of times when we were there just recently and we're able to essentially just get on and, and get off and get right back on again with with doing the single rider line. Yeah, we're, and you were never you were always with someone you didn't know, and that's really the the only downfall. Yeah. So here's the thing. This is why we chose to do that is because we were all about minimizing the wait time, and because there was such a large party of us, we were never going to be able to get one of those photos with everybody in the photo on the right. attraction. There was always going to be a random person or a random couple that was in the photo with us. And so that part of it didn't matter so much. What ended up happening, which, which worked out for us, is that two of us would go in the single rider line, and ultimately we would be on the same train, just not in the same seats and the same row. Right. And so we were able to get on the same ride and get off the same ride, and it, it worked out really well for us. So yeah, it's definitely something worth taking okay. advantage of if you don't mind sitting next to you know, your brother from a different mother. Yeah, okay. All right, so if we've done that and we're kind of moving on from Asia and in kind of now to Dinoland USA, by this time it's probably nearing lunchtime, probably not quite lunchtime, right. depending on how you like to eat. If you're an 11 o'clock lunch eater, kind of like myself, then mm -hmm. you're, getting, you're getting close yep. to that time to start to consider where you're going to eat lunch at. But yep. at this point in time, again, the lines probably aren't too terribly long for some of these attractions and we've and we've used two of our fast passes so we're not quite eligible for that that extra fast pass yet and so as we're walking into dino land and again because we're talking about attractions themselves in the morning hours we're going to kind of skip over the nemo musical for now but as we're going into dino land there's a couple of attractions to keep in mind you have the the triceratops spin which is kind of like dumbo except dinosaurs and then you have the primeval world which is a, a smaller quicker type of roller coaster and then you have the actual dinosaur attraction as well i'm gonna try to knock out two of those right now if yeah. i can now to me it doesn't really matter which one i'm a big fan of primeval world I've, i really like that ride okay 
But if I can get two of those three knocked out before lunch, I'm going to feel good about myself. Have Griffin, if you had to pick from those three, if you had to pick two of them, which which two are you trying to pull into right now? Uh, I, yeah, I'm. I would put Triceratops Ben on the back burner, but that's, that's just personal preference. Just because you know, Magic Kingdom has multiple spinner type rides uh, that I can get elsewhere. So yeah, I'm, I guess it all depends on wait times, obviously. But if you think about kind of what we've set up up until this point, you haven't waited in any line. So if dinosaurs 15, 20 minutes, that's that's not bad. So that I would probably try to get that in Primeval World done before I eat lunch, if possible. Yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good strategy. At this point, though, if, if we've done two of those rides, it is for sure lunchtime. Yes. Well, I, I yeah, we could talk. I know we've got a lot of good choices at Animal Kingdom. I know what we're beside, so I know what I'm thinking. So hit me with what you think that that you want to eat at for lunch. So, so I would go back across the bridge out of Dino Land and, and hit up Flame Tree Barbecue there on the right, um, which is my probably my favorite counter service. But again, Animal Kingdom is very strong in counter service, so you got lots of options. But that's my personal. Yeah, preference. it is super strong. It's it's sneaky strong in food. It, I I rank Animal Kingdom right behind Epcot. Yeah. From from a food perspective, I Epcot I think. For perpetuity will always be number one just because of the amount yeah. of options that you can choose from but animal kingdom right. is a close second as far as quality and things that you can eat i agree with you flame tree barbecue is near the top of my list and if you're on the dining plan it probably is the most bang for your buck from that perspective because you can end up right. getting like a, a chicken and rib combo and it would be like eighteen ninety nine if you were paying cash for it, but it's a counter service on the dining plane. Oh, and by the way, if you have children, they can order off the adult menu for counter services as well. So, you know, Griffin, your four year old can get a chicken and rib combo for eighteen ninety nine if they're hungry enough. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think and I think objectively this is the best counter service deal if you order that big platter that we're talking about, um, especially for your kids. Now you're just getting crazy at the amount of food you can get. So yeah, that's what I love about it. Um, it's a great, uh, one of the best kind of environments for an outside counter service meal with the kind of different tables tucked away through the woods there. And you go down to the bottom of the hill and you can see Everest um, across the lake. So um, one of my favorite places to relax. And, and at this point, we would we would be wanting to sit for a little bit because it's been a busy. Yeah, night. absolutely. It's a great point. It is kind of a relaxing environment. I will say, even if you're not on the dining plan, it's still a great deal because the food is more than enough to share. So if you're yeah. if you're traveling with someone and you're willing to share a meal, you know, getting a, a, a combo for $18.99 but being able to split it down the middle, now you're talking about a lunch under $10 in Disney World, which is hard to come by anywhere, really. Yeah, for good food. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, where where I'm going to start to draw the line here, though, on this one is, is as good as I think it is, it is entirely outside. Yeah, this, this is true. It could be hot. It could be raining. There could be bugs. There will be animals. Uh, every time that I've eaten at Flame Tree, there's always been a stork or crane or some type of bird that's tried to come in and eat the meal alongside of us. So be prepared <laughs> for that. The other thing that I'm going to suggest, and if it works out to where you can eat lunch and then utilize that third fast pass at Flight of Passage, 
Yeah. The other the other place that I'm gonna suggest to eat is Satuli Canteen. I've yeah. I knew you were going to say that. I've been there a couple times, and it very quickly has become my favorite quick service restaurant in all of Walt Disney World. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, I I, I kind of think that that lines up really nicely, even with the plan that we've laid out too, because you're you're probably headed to Pandora anyways to go get a great meal there. It seems like a very reasonable option. Yeah, and and so for those of you that maybe haven't eaten at Satuli Canteen, it is a kind of build your own bowl type of restaurant and so you can go to the counter and decide hey i want a salad bowl or i want a bowl with rice or i want a bowl with quinoa or i want a bowl with vegetables and you can put meat different meats in it you can top it with different sauces so it's very customizable to what you want they also have these incredible cheeseburger pods so think of uh, a steamed bao bun but inside of it is a cheeseburger and I was a little hesitant at first. I like bao buns and I love cheeseburgers, but I wasn't too sure how the two of them would come together. Yeah. They're delicious. So I haven't had anything at Satouli Canteen that I haven't liked. It's inside in the air conditioning, which is also fantastic. And here's the kicker that puts it over the top for me. And this may seem ridiculous, but it's important. Their drink stations are refillable. So if you get a drink with your meal, you can go refill your Coke or your lemonade or your Powerade as many times as you want. Yeah, that that's kind of rare in in Disney World, unfortunately, in the parks, I would say. So yeah, super that's rare. Important. And so that's another like you know check mark on why I'm going to eat at Satuli Canteen. So if it's lunchtime, we've hit it. Those are the those are probably the two places that jump up to the top of our list. Now there are other great places to eat at for sure. In Animal Kingdom, Harambe Market comes to mind. Yak and Yeti. The counter service Yak mm -hmm. and Yeti comes to mind. Those are some other great options that have great food as well. So you're not you're not necessarily limited to those two. Those just happen to be our two favorites. But I mean, continuing on with the rest of the day after lunch, obviously we're in Pandora, and if it's lined up, you know this would be an awesome time to use that third fast pass. Yep, agreed. I think that'd be the way to do it. Yeah, and then we use that, and if if we try to get that rider swap as well, would be ideal. And then after that. Now we just kind of have to decide what's important to us. Do we want to see shows? Do we want to grab fast passes for other attractions that we, we may haven't ridden yet? Do we want to see animals? I, I don't know. What, what Your crew that you take all the time, Griffin, what's, what's most important to them when they're in Animal Kingdom? Let's say we've knocked out these big rides. There's a couple of shows to pick from. There's definitely some trails to see wildlife on. Uh -huh. There may be a few more attractions that we can hit up. What What's going to be your fancy to pick from at this point uh well so and let me remind the listeners if they've listened to us they should know this as soon as they're badging in to fly to passage they shouldn't be enjoying themselves you don't want to look at the queue you want to be looking at your phone and you want to be looking for your fourth fast pass it doesn't it, that could be at a different park uh, but you need to you're there's never going to be a better time than right then to go ahead and lock down your next one and then you can decide from there so I guess from here, you know, I'm probably thinking shows, but I guess, you know, my thoughts from here, you got to decide with Animal Kingdom, are you going to make it a full day park or are you going to try to plow through, get everything done and, and go home or go back to the resort? And I think both you and I don't feel real strongly about Rivers of Light. So if you're not there at night, really the, the, the main thing you're going to be missing is, you know, seeing Pandora at night. Um, so I'm probably going to plow through try to head to Lion King and which to me would be the best show in the park and make sure I see that 
that way in case my kids start melting down or we don't make it much further we'll we'll make sure we see that so i think i'm i'm gonna start doing shows it depends on what my fourth fast pass is on if we're gonna do another ride maybe do some of the jungle treks and then a lot of times my animal kingdom days tend to be days where i'm maybe leaving the park a little bit earlier than i would maybe elsewhere i think all that sounded good i will correct you i do feel strongly about rivers of light it's just not it's just not positive. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. You don't feel strongly that we should stick no, in the park to and, go you to. You know, it. unfortunately, I had really high hopes for Rivers of Light because because our both our shared love of Animal Kingdom just the park in general, I really enjoy Animal Kingdom and when they announced Rivers of Light, I was really hoping that this show would be spectacular and I saw it and I turned to my wife and I said, "I think I'm good." I, I saw it once and I'm good now. And, and now we can do other things besides come and watch Rivers of Light. It's not like Wishes. It's not like Illuminations. It's not anything like that. It's very low key and relaxed. And it, it doesn't, to me, it didn't exude anything that made me excited to be where I was at. It was just like, oh, hey, there's a picture of turtles. And oh, there's some pictures of some birds. Right. I, I, I just couldn't get into it. it, it not to say yeah. that. Not everyone doesn't feel the same way as I do, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I think I've heard that. I, I, I set my, my parents up when I planned their trip not too long ago to check it out. And I think their response was very similar of like, yeah, that was okay. But, you know, nothing that they would have to see again. Yeah, so I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to see Lion King, although I have to admit last time we were there, I did not see Lion King. It's one that we skipped. Yeah, I mean, if you go a lot, I, I think some of these shows start you know you can you don't have to see them every time necessarily so I, I will give you a pass yeah i will say though that for anyone listening if you haven't seen lion king go see it i mean it's a fantastic show it's probably the best pound for pound the best show in disney world at least in one of the parks for sure yeah yeah and just and we've said this before but just because we're telling you not to get a fast pass for it does not mean that it's not incredible. It just means it's not a good use of a fast pass. So you definitely should go. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I'm not doing Lion King, I'm probably checking that fourth fast pass for maybe Cali River Rapids mm -hmm. or potentially Dinosaur if I didn't ride Dinosaur before to get one of those attractions. Yep. Both of those I think are very obtainable on most days, you know, for an early afternoon. Yeah, I, th I think that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, and then a couple of other things to consider potentially for Animal Kingdom before you would leave the park, because I, I kind of follow along the lines with you too, Griffin, is that if you're not prepared to stay the whole day at Animal Kingdom and maybe take advantage of seeing all of the animals and treks that you can go on and sticking around for the nighttime show, then this isn't a full day park, and you could take advantage of going back to your resort or going to a different park if you have park hoppers. Yep. Yep, I agree. I, I, it tends to not be an entire day because, like we said, rope drop is so important. Um, you're going to be there early. It's it's away from a lot of other stuff. So unless you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you know, my typical plan of taking that nap or that rest time in the middle of the day is a it's a real commitment to get out of Animal Kingdom and come back compared to if you're staying at the Contemporary and you're going back and forth to Magic Kingdom. So it's it's it. it lends itself not as well to the midday break, in in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So there's just a few other things that I'll mention about Animal Kingdom that I enjoy personally that others may want to take advantage of too. Okay. First is when you're looking for that fourth and fifth fast pass, one thing to keep in mind potentially is the character spot and meet and greet for Minnie and Mickey in their safari gear. 
Uh huh. That might be one to consider. Okay. After after maybe checking out that character spot, the other things that I may consider for this park itself is going and seeing the It's Tough to Be a Bug show inside of the Tree of Life. Yeah. Not necessarily because I'm a huge fan of that show, because I really could take or leave the show itself. But if you've never been to Animal Kingdom, it's cool just to be around the Tree of Life Mm -hmm. and to see all the details and intricacies that went into creating that. And going on that attraction, the line actually wraps around the tree. And so that's really cool, too, to take advantage of that. Griffin, have you done that or been around that attraction? I have. I have. I I like it. It's, you know, it's been there a while, but um, I I enjoy it. And I like, you know, that you can go sit and relax and, you know, typically not wait that long. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. And that's a I think we would put that in the category of an anytime attraction. You can roll up and do that kind of anytime you want and you shouldn't have to wait a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. And if you've never been to Animal Kingdom and it's just about getting close to the Tree of Life and seeing how cool it is up close, because if you think it's impressive from far away, wait till you get up close. It's even more impressive. Yep, it is. It is amazing. So, yeah, I agree. I think and that's a good, you know, the way the park is designed, that's a nice kind of place to go maybe towards the end of your day is back to the tree of life maybe do bugs life get a good look at the tree before you head out kind of a newer thing that animal kingdom has done but uh donald's dino bash in dino land usa is really cool we did it for the first time this last trip yeah cool characters cool interaction so if you're a big character person this is definitely something that you're going to want to check out while you're there at animal kingdom have you done it at all griffin yet no no i i will but um yeah i know it's not um fairly recent so it wasn't there but it what are the characters again it's like old school characters that like my kids won't know but i will be excited about all the guys from ducktales tailspin characters are there darkwing duck is there yeah there's you know chip and dale are there but they're dressed up in dinosaur gear so it's very cool yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah i think that's a good one and i forgot to mention this earlier uh rafiki's planet watch it's closing i knew i'd heard that so I think it's going away with no planned comeback time. So we mentioned that up in uh, in Africa. So we'll, we may have to cross I that off the list. I don't think closing. I think closed. I think it's done for right now. Closed, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone and we don't know. I mean, there's no guarantee of... This is not a refurbishment where, you know, hey, it'll be back in a month. It's like you said, it's closed and they'll let us know if they're going to do something different. I think or I read something the other what. day that said they are planning on reopening it. Okay. But there, but to your point, there wasn't necessarily a timeline. So it could be a month. It could be six months. It could be six years. Uh, who knows? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not at the top of their priority list. No, they got some other things going on for sure. Definitely. And let me, you know, before we go, let me tell you. So when I go in a couple of weeks, and I've told you this, you know, with my, just, just going to be a party of two, me and my son. So our, it's going to be a little bit unique in that regard, because we're trying to get a lot done and we're going to have a small party. So we've done the safari a million times. We kind of want to do something different. We want to make sure we get Flight of Passage twice. So it's kind of just the way it works out is we will actually rope drop Flight of Passage and then go straight to Navi River Journey. And then we're, we're actually going to tour the park in kind of the reverse order of what you described. Because, you know, you we were talking about going to the safari but instead, we're actually going to go to Dinosaur, then Everest, then Cali. So it's basically going to, we're going to work right to left, whereas what we just described is a left to right. And I, I, I think the hinge mark there is the safari. Getting on the safari early makes the most sense to tour the way we've laid out today. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
I agree. So it's exciting stuff. Well, Griffin, is there anything else about Animal Kingdom that we want to make sure that everyone knows or tips that we've learned along the way? I don't think so. I've got some next level stuff I'm going to try rope dropping here in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'll wait and make sure I don't get in trouble or fail miserably before I share it with the group. Now that sounds better be right than wrong, right? Yeah. I'm going to, Hey, you can better to ask forgiveness than permission. So, um, we'll see. I've got some ideas and, uh, I really want to get flight of passage twice in that day. And I've got a fast pass, but, um, I'm, I'm wanting to rope drop it with some unique ideas. So, uh, I'll, I'll do that in the trip report. All right. That sounds perfect. There is one thing that, that I do want to mention before we leave animal kingdom on this episode is that if you're on the dining plan and you're ready to use a snack credit, dino bites in dino land, USA has an ice cream cookie sandwich. That is awesome. It's huge. It's warm cookies with vanilla ice cream in the center. It's massive, big enough to share, worth a snack credit. Go eat it if you're on the dining plan and you're hungry and you want to burn a snack credit. That's the place to do it in Animal Kingdom. Mm, Okay, that sounds... Between that and the cheeseburger pods, um, I am... Very hungry right now. There you go. That's my my tip of the day. The hot take. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, Griffin. Is there anything else that we've got to wrap up before we head out of here? No, that's it. All right. Well, on behalf of Master of the Mouse Podcast and Griffin, I'm Aaron, and we'll see you real soon. See you guys.